0: In terms of growing a conscious business, if we look at throwing a little pebble into a pond, the water ripples are not going to stop just two metres ahead. They're going to reach to the edge of the riverbank. So believe that you are actually the change and you can create change.
1: Welcome to episode number 10 of the Toxic Fox Show. I'm Diana Barnett, your host. And this is a podcast for conscious business owners who give a damn about the health and wellness of our planet and us. You'll be connected to like-minded people and find tips, tricks, and insights to inspire you on your journey. Before I introduce today's guest, I want to raise an issue and would love your opinion. The other day I heard a business owner, I might add, not a profit with purpose business owner, say, this is business, it is not personal. At the time the hairs on the back of my neck stood up. Is this true? Have I missed something? When did business become not personal? As far as I know, at least one person starts a business. The business is developed to answer a need of a person or indeed a group of people. A person uses the product by product service. A person is involved in the purchase of the product. Somewhere along the manufacturing and delivery of the product, in this day and age, maybe not the future, a person is involved. And indeed, persons are consumers, purchasers, workers, business owners, investors. They're all persons. So my question again is, when did business become not personal if all along the chain a person is somehow involved? I'd love to hear your comment. Back to today's show. My guest today is Luke Tan. He's the founder of three brands, The Awake Method, The Evolved Generation, and Live Green, Live Lean. He's passion about conscious consumption through plant-based athleticism. Now I have to say that word really slowly because I f- gets tongue-tied. He is a bodybuilder and a personal trainer, an author, and connector of like-minded professionals. In the past, Luke has been to some very dark places and back. And recently, he has transitioned into a vegan bodybuilder, winning many competitions. Luke and his wife, Emily, have recently moved from Australia to Singapore. Their focus this year is to launch programs to help others in Asia to make a difference to their health through conscious consumption, specifically plant-based consumption. I start the conversation with Luke by asking him, what does conscious consumption mean to him and why is it important?
0: Why it's important to me, actually. Um, there's a few reasons, I guess. When we look at today's climate, there's economic disparity, this environmental degradation, and we're getting sicker and sicker. And we are, I mean, in terms of society, society, well, we also are involved in mindless consumption and we're living as if we have unlimited resources. And I think when I think of conscious consumption, I think of the quote by David Suzuki were in a giant car heading towards a brick wall and everyone's arguing over where they're going to sit. That is just really true to me. And I believe that at this day and age, this is where uh, conscious consumption really should play a part in terms of, you know, focusing on solutions rather than problems. And when I think about conscious consumption, I think about my um a manifesto that i wrote a while back and we need to focus on we not i solutions not problems collaboration not competition mindful not mindless Mm -hmm. feminine not masculine energy and i believe that's how i guess we can and should move forward and it's and i'm passionate about this perspective
1: so, if taking that, how do you live this then uh, on a personal level?
0: On a personal level, I guess, um, on many, many counts, I guess, as with my own personal brand Awake Method and with Evolved Generation as well, I try to spread a message through my social media profile and just through the work that I do because for me, I'm passionate about a plant-based diet and that is my means of um, conscious consumption because a plant-based diet essentially is what made me more conscious in my consumption each and every day. I mean, a plant-based diet has been shown to be a, a lot more sustainable for the environment and through my work as a coach and as an entrepreneur, I'm passionate about spreading That message, and I believe that um, change really starts with what you have on your plate.
1: Right. So, on a personal level, you've Mm -hmm. gone vegetarian or vegan. Correct. For that to demonstrate conscious consumption.
0: Yes. Uh, Yeah.
1: So, in a moment, I'd like to talk to you about um, the two projects you have on the go, and that's Evolve evolve Generation and the Awake Method. But in the meantime, just before that, I'd like... Can you tell me a bit about yourself? Because um, I've read your book, and I understand that you've had some quite some challenging times in your life. And you know, at fourteen, you're overweight, and then you had some other times that were quite distressing. But how did you end up where you are now?
0: I guess it was. It's interesting that you asked. I was just thinking about it the other day. And two thousand and sixteen is going to be a new year for me. And I looked at where I was before in. 2010, even going further back as a obese kid. And I remember when I was a little tyke, I, I used to be one of the fat kids. And I remember one of my um, peers caught me a double scoop ice cream with a cherry on top. So the cherry was my head. So <laughs> as you can tell, <laughs> I was, I was, I was obese and I was going to a dietitian. And, but, but at the back of my, my mind, you know, I always watched my dad in the gym, just working out. And I was always inspired by his level of fitness. And I decided that I, uh, in my younger twins, probably about 13 to 14, I wanted to be more. And I just essentially started doing pumping iron in a gym. Yep. And, and is that uh, eventually I got a lot better from my illnesses. I used to suffer from um, kidney troubles. I used to suffer from asthma and also epilepsy as well. So I grew out of that. And all the way up to probably about in my uni, uni years, I was just working out and I was quite passionate about fitness. But really the, my life really changed, uh, really hit rock bottom. I guess when it was in 2010 all the way up to then where I was suffering from depression and I actually almost ended my life. Um, and yeah, there were a few instances in my life that caused me to reflect on what I was doing and where I was going. And in 2010 was a turning
1: point. What was the actual impetus for the turning point? Can you pinpoint what changed, you know, that fork in the road?
0: The fork in the road? Well, it was quite a few, few instances actually. The main fork was I realized that I think I was in a relationship that was less than perfect. And that relationship actually was in a way a splinter in my life and it was manifesting in many different aspects of my, my life. And through that, I was, wasn't really happy with where I was going. And in 2008, I lost my job in the corporate industry because of the global financial crisis. Yeah. And I think in 2010 was when. Sorry, I'm just getting mixed up with dates here. So That's around all right. That, yeah, around, <laughs> around that point, um, I turned my life around when I ended my relationship with my okay. ex-partner. And and yeah, and from then on, I just really decided that I was going to start a new life and start a new chapter. And here I am right now growing a conscious brand, uh, well, two 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 brands and also becoming an author on a subject that I'm extremely passionate about and also moving towards um, spreading my message throughout Asia through plant-based nutrition.
1: Okay, so when did veganism come into it?
0: Veganism really came about in 2012. I was actually inspired by my wife. She, She became vegan for health reasons. And... As she, the longer she stayed in the time that she was vegan, she was doing a lot of research and, and she shared with me what she was doing. And I read this book called The Food Revolution and it by John Robbins and it showcased and highlighted how our food choices has a direct impact on our health, our long-term health, the environment and the treatment of animals. And the penny really dropped when I watched this film called Earthlings and Earthlings. The film actually showed how animals were exploited for, for basically profit. And I remember the next day, I literally turned vegan overnight and said, look, I do not want to be a contributory part of environmental degradation and unethical treatment of animals and i turned vegan overnight and that was 2010 and lots has happened since then i competed as a vegan bodybuilder in 2013 and in 2015 i went to the us to compete alongside our sister team plant bill um, there were about 41 of us vegan athletes i formed the evolved generation and also, a method and I've written a book on it and now I'm growing my own business systems to to basically help people to thrive and, and show a, a different perspective to nutrition and I believe that this is the way forward for health and wellness, and plant-based nutrition.
1: Okay. So, just picking up on that vegan and because I'm not vegan, um, yep. I'm becoming more and more conscious yep. of the food for I sure. consume. For sure. You were very unwell when you were Correct. young. And Correct. now you're a vegan. Is mm-hmm. there any implication evidence that the vegan has actually helped you with the issues that you had when you were a kid? Or are you putting any more stress on your body by being complete vegan because of those illnesses? You know, that what you mentioned was it a kidney or a liver issue yeah. that you had in the beginning? Kid-
0: uh, kidney issue, yeah. yeah. I find that I'm actually a lot healthier now. I actually did my blood work probably a few months ago and, and my results were optimal. Right. So my triglycerides, my cholesterol, and and I guess that's why I'm passionate about it on a, on a health perspective as well. Because more and more doctors in the US uh, are looking at plant based nutrition as a viable alternative to long term health. Because when we look at the healthiest and leanest populations around the world, we look at you know places like Thailand, Vietnam, and China. They do not have the same kind of Western diseases as, uh, as, as, it's not as rampant as what we have in Australia, New Zealand, UK, US with the obesity epidemic, cancer, heart disease, diabetes. And they call, uh, based on my research, I mean, these kinds of chronic degenerative diseases can actually be prevented and in some cases reversed and halted. So, yeah, I mean, it's really made me a lot healthier yep and it's my nutrition has actually become a lot simpler i would say i used to be i used to have a reductionistic mentality towards my nutrition i mean i was a a bodybuilder eating up consuming up to a kilo of meat a day and i was on a whole host of supplements ranging from zinc magnesium aids, a whole uh, a lot of fish oils but now i pretty much have a all I need is uh, just a plant-based protein powder post-workout and, a, you know, a green smoothie and vitamin B12 that I consume probably once uh, once a week. So in terms of my supplement regimen and my health, it's literally day or night for me.
1: Okay. That's, I mean, that's good. That's inspiring. You're listening to The Toxic Fox Show. And my guest today is Luke Tan, the founder of The Awake Method, The Evolt Generation, and live green, live lean. And this episode is sponsored by SevenCanaries.com.au. So, can you tell me a bit about evolve generation? Yep. And what that is, and then we'll go on to the awake method. And I'm particularly interested of in you being with the awake method because you've taken it into you're based. If you're now based in. Singapore. Correct. So that's but we'll come back to that. Um so what is Evolved Generation?
0: Evolved Generation was started in 2013 when I was competing as a vegan bodybuilder and I was inspired by our sister team Plant Built. So plant, and essentially Evolved Generation and Plant Build are we compete and we I mean turning vegan is one thing. I mean firstly I wanted to show that I could thrive on a plant-based diet. But evolve and generation and plant built. It's all about conscious athleticism. Right. So, at plant built initially was started around the same time. There were thirteen vegan athletes, and when I started evolve generation, there were about five of us. So it's about conscious athleticism. And in mid last year, two thousand and fifteen, evolve generation about me and about four other four other athletes we went to the U.S. to compete, and. Basically, we wanted to show that you could not only thrive as a plant-based vegan athlete, but you can really excel and be a competitive athlete as well. So Evolve Generation is currently in... My team members are currently in Singapore. There's about... Initially, we started with about five of us, and now there's about 16... Actually, sorry, 20 of us. So it's a bunch... uh, we, We are a bunch of athletes, professionals, health professionals, entrepreneurs... And we basically hold events, workshops, and recently in 2015, World Vegan Day, the Evolved Generation crew, uh, myself and Emily, we were running the vegan fitness zone in World Vegan Day. And World Vegan Day this year was massive. There was about fifteen, twelve, I think about thirteen to 15,000 people at the event. It was record-breaking. So essentially, Evolved Generation ran the fitness zone we had fitness demonstration. We had plant based health professionals there, um, plant based stalls as well. So, so yeah, it's. A, I, I would say it's just spreading awareness to a plant based diet, uh, to health and, and athleticism.
1: Okay, so Evolve Generation is a collective of vegan professionals.
0: Um, yep, vegan um, athletes, professionals, but and they all also health sorry, practitioners.
1: They all have to be vegan. Uh, no, I mean. Most of all, all my team members are
0: actually vegan, correct? But yep. no one, you know, let's say if we also have investors as well. So so in terms of the members, I would say, yeah, all, all of us are actually vegan.
1: Right. Okay. So if someone wanted to hold a vegan event or workshop or something like that, they could access Evolve Generation. Exactly. And, and someone exactly. could something. Now, is it based in Melbourne? or? It's, I
0: mean- it's based in Melbourne. And right. I guess, I mean, much as you're saying, it's all, we're all vegan athletes and professionals, I mean, I will always open to, you know, bottom line is I want to cr- create a, a space where it's just education. It's not saying, Oh, because you're not vegan, you're not, as long as you're open to a plant-based perspective, you know, it's, it's always, a, uh, it's always a step forward. As long as you're open to more conscious consumption through your nutrition, you know, it's, it's always uh, a step forward for, for everyone, I believe.
1: Right. Yeah. Yep. So Evolve Generation is a co- is a brand and it's a collective of Correct. professionals, but it's not a business in its own right? Correct. Okay. Because so I, I must admit, I was a bit confused in the beginning when I was reading everything. I thought it was a business in its own right that you had these team members working out of. So how do you promote Evolve Generation?
0: I think through the events that we hold, through our social media presence as well, and I'm looking to form a team here as well because last year five of us from melbourne and and uh, one of uh, Braden from New zealand we went to u s to compete with plant Built. and we, there were about forty one of us vegan athletes across different different uh different Skills are on well, different sports, I mean from bodybuilding to kettlebell to powerlifting. So essentially with Evolved Generation, I'm looking to form a team over here to compete again in 2017 to grow a team in Singapore and Asia. And I think we spread what we do through athleticism and also through events that we actually hold. We just recent we will be holding a vegan picnic as well and World Vegan Day. And we've a while back we've partnered with a Supercharger in Emporium. Yeah. Um, so, so we've, uh, our nutritionists actually structured the menus over there and it's, and it, it, within the menus, you can see, you know, specifically how they're the different elements within the menu and how they actually are healthier. So it's a little bit of a nutritional component to their menu, adding okay. a nutritional component to their menu.
1: So what is supercharger Emporium? Supercharger and Emporium is
0: uh, a plant-based cafe. Yep. So so essentially, you, you, they serve salads. They serve mains as well. Okay. And yeah, it's just a great place and healthy place to eat.
1: Okay. So you formed a partnership with them. What other sort of right. partnerships are you looking at or working on at the moment? Without going into it too much detail.
0: Yeah, I think right now, in terms of Awake Method, where I'm because I'm based in Singapore and right I'm looking to partner with a few salad bars and looking to support them with their new line of salads. So Emily and myself, because Emily's a raw food chef, my wife. So we're looking at what they are doing with the salads and to create salads that are nutritionally balanced that will also um, essentially improve athleticism, improve energy levels, detoxification. So we're looking at that right now. And also I'm looking at partnering um, in Singapore with um, like-minded health professionals and running events together.
1: Right. Okay. So if we move on to AWAKE, what is AWAKE? Mm -hmm.
0: AWAKE method is my perspective towards achieving a stronger, more nourished version of an individual through a plant-based diet and through um, NLP as well. So AWAKE method, is the acronym is awareness. Um, A for awareness, W for Y, which defines value systems and belief systems. A is action, taking action. K is um, having knowledge to implement and expression as being the best and strongest version of yourself. So true awake method, I, my goal is I'm currently creating a program
1: mm-hmm.
0: and the program is about creating sustainable fat loss, long-term health while supporting an ecological planet. Okay. So that's, that's where I'm at with things right now.
1: So is a, the awake program an online program or is it a f- yes. face-to-face well,
0: Right now, I'm looking to create an online program, but in the next few months, I'm looking to create seminars as well, seminars and workshops, few uh, few day workshops.
1: Right. Okay. Based in Singapore. Correct.
0: Based right. in Singapore, and eventually, I'll, I'll looking to travel around Asia to do workshops and seminars, and, and possibly back to Australia and Melbourne as well.
1: Right. Okay. And when you say Asia, what do you mean by Asia? Because it's a big um, could place. Be,
0: could be. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Of course, it is. Uh, Indonesia to start with Southeast Asia. Indonesia, Thailand, um, maybe Vietnam as well to start. Just in Southeast Asia to start. Within, I mean, my goal eventually is to get my book translated to Mandarin right. and eventually move into China as well.
1: Okay. So, who is your ideal customer target market? I think
0: any conscious professional, uh, any conscious professional looking at wanting to be healthier, wanting to be fitter and wanting to get out of that diet and weight loss mentality and looking at long term health and sustainable fat loss. I mean, I look at sustainability on many fronts. I mean, sustainable fat loss because I mean, when we look at the fitness industry, there's, there's a lot of quick fixes. There's, you know, you take this diet pill, you take the shake, go on this six week transformation program and a lot of it isn't really sustainable. And I believe that for for long-term health, we need to look at something that's actually, we need to look at changes that are measured, not just through a three-month program, but over five years, over 10 years. And I look at it from my point of view, like I've, I've got to where I am in terms of my um, level of body composition and my health. It took me about four to five years and Emily as well. And I'm healthier and fitter and stronger than, uh, than I've ever been before. And I know this is something that I can keep to for the rest of my life. Yep. So I think that's that's more important than your quick fix kind of mentality, I guess.
1: Mm-hmm. So you've moved to Singapore. You were based in Melbourne before. I know that you keep coming back with Evolved Generation and yep. other things and you intend to run other programs here. Correct. Also, I know that you grew up in um, Singapore, but you spent most of your working life in – Melbourne, correct? Correct. So how are you finding the cultural difference of going back into an Asian country and working from there?
0: I find that there's, you know, in terms of the cultural difference, there's not really I guess knowing being born in Singapore, I know I I know what to expect. I mean the main thing main thing is the pace of life is a lot faster here. Yeah. And I find that to be honest, I mean, in Singapore I find that there is a lot more materialism and consumerism as well mm-hmm. um i remember when uh, in my younger days when we used to read the uh, teenage magazines and people it was quite funny like um uh teenagers and and kids were selling their Armani and their johnny versace paper bags for like 15 dollars, so you can essentially bring that to school to show that you've shopped at these places which i when i, when I think in retrospect is this fascinating Yep. it's just really, really fascinating, and I mean, in Singapore, I I've, I know of um, you know a lot of people that buy new cars when Chinese New Year comes because you know we'll be visiting relatives and and you know when you go to your, you drive up to your relatives' front yard, they'll be like, "Wow, you got a new car! You must be doing well," and it's that kind of mentality. And you see long queues of long queues of people when a new LV shop opens. Yep. So in, that's something that I, I, I you know, I, I kind of see and I kind of expect it because I, I was born in Singapore. And when I went to Australia, it's, it's, it's great because it's about the conscious movement is a lot, uh, a lot stronger there and people are more, a lot more aware in, of their consumption, mm-hmm. a lot more in tune with nature. Yeah. And because we're in, we're, we're in a single climate you know, it's a, essentially it's a concrete jungle, Yes. So, uh, and I, you know, in Victoria and Melbourne, if I want to drive out to the great ocean road, I just take. all right, I'm just take three hours out of my day, four hours. I'm just going to drive out and actually be close to nature. But down here, I, I can't, I don't really do that. We have nature reserves, but it's not really the same thing. So it's just a kind of finding, finding the good for both and f- finding the best of what I have right here and, and making the best of it. And I, I believe that, um, I I decided to come to Singapore mainly for, for family because I was away from my family for about 16 years. Yep. So uh, I just wanted to be part of the family again, to help out with my grandmother, my, my granddad, but at the same time, I, s- I, I see a lot of opportunity and, and I'm actually attracted to the fast pace of life now uh, being in, being, being in Australia. Um, I love, I love the, um, the culture. I love the pace of life, but after 16 years, it, I was, I felt like I was in a plateau and I just needed a bit of a change. Yep. But, but I guess for me, where for, for me right now, I'm just taking the best of, you know, my, my journey and, Melbourne and taking the best of what I have in Singapore and, 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 really appreciating what I've got. So in that sense, you know, I, I, I do love being in Singapore and because there is consu- over consumerism and materialism, I believe there's also a lot of room for growth and a lot of room for change. Yes, And I, I guess that makes me a lot more passionate and driven to do what I do over here yep. because, um, yeah, I, 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 I see that's, that's the way forward.
1: So, looking at your journey so far in business, mm-hmm. what are some challenges that you've faced, and how have you overcome them?
0: How uh, that's a really good question. I guess really just time. Um, firstly, is I mean, with Evolve Generation, just being present for it, trying to lead the team, and also try and grow the brand while I'm here. Yep. That's one, and also slowly growing my brand awake method over here. So it's just finding the time and, and I'm looking at my notice board right now. I've just got like a 30 to do list items and I'm sure you can resonate with that. (laughs)
1: Yes. (laughs) And then,
0: and by the time you take off the first five, you know, another 10 more come on. So it's just time, uh, really. And, and I think, the challenges is, is really trying to quieten the noise and really finding what's actually important that will actually move me forward. Because, you know, we spend a lot of time, you know, for example, for me doing my accounts, you know, I need to update this, uh, write an article. I need to write this email, but really what's going to be driving my business forward. And so it's just about prioritizing. Yeah. So I think it all comes back down to time and using it effectively and efficiently while while having passion for what you do.
1: Yeah. Early in your journey of converting the world to veganism, <laughs> <through a while. laughs> um, especially Asia, um, yeah. what would you have done differently? I don't think
0: I would have done anything differently. Um, right. Yeah, to be honest, I guess we all are where we are at this point in life for a reason. I yep. mean, we may have take, taken folks you know, folks in the road and we, we make certain choices and it gets us to where we are today. Yep and i believe every single point in my life or each person's life exists for a reason yeah. and i would not change one single thing because um it's made me the person that i that i am today you know i mentioned a while back about my past about depression and making making not the best decisions in my earlier years but through those decisions i've learned and i've grown and if i could Given the opportunity to live my life again, I would not change one single thing because if not, I would not be the person that I am today.
1: Mm-hmm. So then, turning turning that little coin around, mm-hmm. every now and then you give a little ear punch because something's gone really well. You know, you're so happy with the way something's gone. Yeah. What in business? Your new business because basically it is a relatively new business, yep. and it's yep. the focus being rather than just being a a fitness coach where you were. Yep into a vegan fitness coach. Correct. Um, What's something that's given you an air punch or you've been able to do an air punch and been so pleased and so happy, a win?
0: What are some of the wins? Um, Over the weekend on Saturday, uh, there was a screening of a film called Plant Pure Nation and I was actually invited to be on the panel for the panel discussion after the film. And there I was sitting next to two doctors And, um, another lady as well, who was sharing her own journey. And I was just sitting there looking into the audience and I was like, this is phenomenal. I remember when I was walking down the stairs towards the chairs that were just lined up at the, on the stage, it was like never in my wildest dreams would I have thought that I'll be on a panel like that, speaking to an audience of about 200 So it was, it was actually, you know, it was, it was, it was an amazing moment. And, and when I was there just sharing my thoughts on nutrition, uh, I was just so in flow and that was, that was quite an amazing, and that was really a big win for me. And I managed to connect and meet with a lot of people um, after and just chat about, you know, what I was passionate about.
1: If you're giving some advice to somebody, to a person starting up in business, yeah, what are some of the things that you would tell them to do to be able to get them into that position, like you, up on stage? Yeah,
0: I think really just turn down the noise. Mm-hmm. I think really, you know, we're distracted. You know, we're, we're distracted every day when we walk out on the street with ads and on social media. Turn down the noise and actually focus on what uh, what you're passionate about. I mean, and I believe in following your heart in whatever you do, Yep. um, follow your heart and your head will just figure out how to do it. Yeah. So I think being passionate about something. And for me, my own journey is actually signing up for actually committing to a few competitions. And the reason why I say that is because for each competition in 2010, I competed to, 2013, 2015, I've competed as well. Each competition, whatever the placing that I've got, served as a reference point to say, all right, if I've done that before, I can do it again. So yeah. it basically creates new values, value, and belief systems. And because I've done all of that, and I'm looking to compete in 2000 and, end of this year, in 2017, I'm using the same kind of mindset towards growing my own business. Well, look, if you could compete in a bodybuilding competition, you could do that, you could do this. Why can't you do this?
1: Yeah. So okay. it's
0: just essentially using the same value and belief system and in terms of a conscious growing a conscious business, I if you if we look at throwing a little pebble into a pond, the ripples the water the water ripples are not are not gonna stop just, you know, two meters ahead. They're gonna reach to the edge of the riverbank. Right. So yep. believe that you are actually the change and you can create change.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm. On that note, I'd like to ask you one last question. For sure. What is on your bucket list and what do you want to take out of that bucket list and achieve this year?
0: That's, that's, a, that's a really good question. Um, I would like to actually create a program that is of value to others, like I, I mentioned earlier, that I wanted to create a program that creates sustainable fat loss, long-term health, while supporting an ecological planet. So I'm putting a lot of effort into this program, and I want to empower people to take charge of their own health, their own nutrition, and, and to be to be motivated to take action all in all aspects of their life in health, and health, and and being passionate about what they do, getting out and just living. I think. And I guess I I think that's that's really what I'd like to see at the end of the year for me and Emily to create to create this online program and head out there and do our seminars and workshops. At the same time, I'd love to be able to fly to New York to actually have a white Christmas because we had our first. I had my first white Christmas a few couple of years ago, and I absolutely loved it. So I'd love to be New York and Rockefeller Center with the snow and and just you know listening to Christmas carols
1: well that is something that you can achieve quite easily Yes. the only thing is you can get to New York but who knows if the snow is going to fall for you yeah exactly (laughs) so on that note I just want to say thank you very much for your time and I do also want to thank you for um, being so supportive with me through the last few week or so because it's been difficult for me and I really appreciate your support in that area thank you Thank you, Luke. You've been listening to Luke Tan, a vegan bodybuilder and a trainer, the founder of The Awake Method, The Evolved Generation, and Live Green, Live Lean. You'll find links to the books and people he referred to in the show notes. Thank you for listening, sharing, and rating the podcast. You know now you can actually review the podcast from your podcast app I'd love to hear any insights you glean from this show. Here are four of Luke's tips from today's show. Choose the people you surround yourself with carefully. Ensure that you avoid the energy vampires. Two, turn down the noise that is distracting you. Focus on your passion and follow your heart. Three, take small steps. Celebrate the milestones as each will be a positive reference for your next goal. Four. Believe. Believe you are the change and you can create the change. Want to contact Luke? He can be reached on Twitter at Live Green Lean or Facebook Live Green, Live Lean. You, s- you can also contact him via the show notes on the thetoxicfoxshow.com using the comments or speakpipe. The choice is yours. We have included all links to Luke's social media and websites on the show notes. And P.S. would love you to be the first to send a message to a guest through Speakpipe. Check it out. It's easy. Now it's gratitude time. Thanks to Luke for taking the time to come on the show and share his journey. To my team for helping me with the techie stuff. And of course, to you for listening, subscribing and reviewing. By the way, we're also on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram if you'd like to get in touch. Until next time, thank you to all the conscious business owners who give a damn and are making a difference to our world.